0: You're listening to the B-Side Podcast on Brick Radio. If you like what you hear, or think there's an artist or band we should have in the studio, let us know in the comments. Otherwise, sit back, relax, tune in, and turn on. Featuring the passion project of Austria-born musician, composer and all-around hip-hop head, Stefan Kondert, whose name puts the SK in SK Invitational. Today's episode is all about inspiration and collaboration, fusing a funky array of diverging musical influences from drum and bass and dance hall to straight up jazz. SK is all set to unleash their big band's new big sound on another big night at B-side. I am your host, Queen God Is, and it is about that time to catch the vibe. So let's get it, let's get it, let's go. So this is Stefan Kondert, or Steph as he likes to be called, and this is SK Invitational. You started in 2006 and you hail from Central Europe, Austria. I would love for you to start by introducing these gentlemen behind you and tell us where they're from.
1: This is my man, Pete Kronreif, actually from Austria too. We went to school together, oh, so nice. this is one of the founding members here. We got, we got Andrew Goodauskas, New York, I guess, right? Lee Hogan's, the one and only, Atlanta, Atlanta. right? Atlanta. See, I don't know all that. Andrew Long Island, right? Andrew Gould on saxophone. <laughs> I know that. Wisconsin, Ben Hoffman, but it says Nebraska this good one.
0: <laughs> He's trying to cheat. So we know that Pete, right? Pete is a original member. Mm-hmm. How did you? How did you meet these guys? How do they fit into the original band?
1: I mean, I'm I moved to New York the first time in 2008 where already linked up with musicians most of the connects right here is from the last last two years last two years
0: okay
1: different so are you cheating a
0: little bit is like you know what happens to the rest of the original (laughs) members of are they at home looking at their you know gonna watch this i'm waiting
1: for cheap flights again so i keep my europeans in europe okay except pete is chilling in new york so we got him here and
0: so we got got a little necessary segregation happening just for reasons of budget what are the pluses and the minuses of working with a sound that does Require depend on so many instrumentalists.
1: Yeah, actually, I, don't, I didn't want to point out the budget because it, it might be a thing. But but even if it's 17 or 20 people, every every player is you know, forced to solo and, and and put his own own style into the music. And I, tr- I try to leave as much space as possible for all all the all the them. cats. Not only the beautiful features, also yeah, the cats. But here what today. are the
0: what are the pros and the cons of doing this particular setup?
1: I guess you should rehearse more, Mm -hmm. you know, if you always switch musicians, Mm -hmm. right? So that's definitely a pro.
0: Is it a drag to (laughs) rehearse so much, or do you enjoy?
1: Yeah, and as soon as as we play, I love it, you know, as soon as we play. (laughs) As soon as you get on stage uh, and the
0: check is signed, it feels
1: good
0: again. Tell me uh, something else besides...
1: uh, I think, you know, it's a lot about the organization, I guess, you know, like just Getting everybody into one building, rehearsing a song or a new set is just difficult. And then, let's say, 20 tunes, 17 different parts. There's definitely going to be a couple of mistakes in the charts, sure. and you're going to find. am um, Kat's going to find them during rehearsal. And what
0: right? about personalities? <laughs> is it difficult to like when you want to include space for so many different voices to be included? What about the, you know some of the personality clashes that happen when you're dealing with so many people?
1: Actually, I, th- I think I never had any really? you know, I never had any clashes. I think, was, you know, I've worked with a lot of different features because so the band is around since 11 years. We did a couple of things in Germany for major label artists. We had a couple of jerks. But actually, also on stage, it was always cool. And we, you know, there's no place for too much ego, though. Sketching words in the canvas of mental. It's pure expression, we ain't worried about credentials. My life is music for real, I feel blessed for it. So hard to stay on path, always think forward. These timeless designs are intricate. Written down, feelings from deep inside, genuine. Diversity shown in each poem. Fresh aesthetics, expanding the methods of how we've grown. Keep my soul in harmony Deliver to the listener Make them feel like an honoree. No apology for the real That's the norm And no desire whatsoever
2: To conform, no Free your mind from the bondage of industry Speak through the universe Tremendously Travel far. We've been through the trenches A few battle scars It's all one It's all one Yeah
0: All one.
1: Yep yeah, it's so one. It's so one.
0: We paint pictures. Let's talk about, let's break it down, how this happens. What was the first instrument you played and how did you go from that first instrument to all of this? Okay We're
1: gonna start flute. Harmonica, right? Yeah. Okay. C- C- really? C- the harmonica? Yeah, I did it. I was I was wow. choosing between drums and harmonica. No question, man. to get harmonica No it's way, doper. <laughs> that was my first
0: thought. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Shout uh, out that got to that. That too,
1: piano. Played that for a while and started bass playing in between. And I think I think as a bass player. Uh, um, I feel like, you know, always being called as a sideman, I really had the urge to do something and I started arranging. Okay. And that's when I, I, I started in New Jersey at William Patterson University, Rich, Rich D. Rosa, Cecil Bridgewater, and, and Margaret Miller, like all those. So you actually pets. started
0: writing music, as, like you started to, do you write the music? yeah. yeah, had, yeah okay, write, great. You know, and so that, then when did it would, become, a fusion of uh, or inspired by dancehall and jazz and hip-hop and all of this funky stuff. Like when did it evolve to that?
1: My first uh, House of Pain record I got with Maybe 11 years or something like that.
0: 11 years ago? Uh,
1: no, no. when I was 11.
0: Oh, when you were 11? Yeah. OK, so cool. Let's start there. House of Pain. Well, you were inspired 11 years old mm. by hip hop. And yes. then so those influences started to come sneak into the music. Yeah. Then we fast forward. So John is in the South, born in the South Bronx. And then you've kind of been to so many different places with your hip hop career. And then tell me quickly, Baritone and Jay horde where you both are from. Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, yes. Yeah.
2: Columbus, Ohio. And
0: Columbus, Ohio. Good. So we start spreading out. You come to New York. When did you see them? And then what clicked and said, I need to connect with them in this way?
1: I mean, I was I was listening to, to trans music before. First time we talked was actually I was fast, right? I was, you know, came to the concert, stoked. Sat
0: down with you and said yes
1: at blue note new york
0: okay cool it don't always happen like that in new york but shout out what it does <laughs> and then um... we have we want to go into the next song but really quickly just tell us how we started to incorporate uh... the beautiful vocals of baritone and jay horde into this uh,
1: baritone the first I mean we, we know each other since I think it was a few years, years ago, years five years, ago, years, ago. years something, yeah. And
0: an open mic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, open okay. mics,
1: true, jamming it out. Yes. I guess that's where I meet a lot of people. Yes. And, you know, Barry was so cool, like inviting me for my first church gig, too. and I forget this one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> His it. first church gig, yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah, so sweet, what a
0: pinch of cheeks. <laughs> Invitational, and you just heard a feature from vocalist slash MC Baritone McKenzie who switched hats real quick on you. Um, this We just heard back to back two songs, We Don't Stop and Breakfast Politics. Speaking of politics, when you got on stage for the first time with the big band, playing fusions of hip hop and soul and all the things that you do, how did the Austrian audience respond?
1: As soon as we step into a venue, there's a lot of positive vibes uh, are, are being shared and, uh, and the audience is always so, so much part of the whole thing that I think that SK Invitational Concerts really affect people. Mm-hmm. I mean, John and Jonathan were, were, they were killing it over there, but people didn't really know, you know, how big band and, and how fluid and like alive. And that's why I'm also, it's important for me that, that, that people are gonna hear some saxophone solos in between or trumpet solos or some yeah. drum parts, cause they're gonna, you know, they wanna feel the improvisation and the, the written part. And it's, should be uniting a lot of people. I, I hate, you know, I hate separation. It definitely happening in every city or yeah. every, everywhere, I guess.
0: On the Golden Crown, you do have uh, collaborators such as John Robinson, Jay Hoard, who are here, but then you also have M.O.P., Sadat X, Ed O.G. of Ed O.G. and the Bulldogs, correct? Yeah. And I think a few others. So, hip-hop is very much about credibility in many ways. When you started making phone calls and you're like, Sadat X from Brand (laughs) Nubians, when you call these people on the phone, how readily are they to be like talking to the dude from Austria?
1: You know, I'm doing it for 11 years, right? So I did a lot of collaborations back in Europe. I guess I learned uh, the rules. I feel like if there's already a connection, talking about MOP, we met up on, on a festival in Europe. They joined us on stage. I didn't ask them, because like, they okay. were, 'cause we played, we played "Ante Up," you know, one of those, one of anti-up. the hits, yep. "Ante Up." Yeah. Hip hop anthem. Yep. Mm. They loved it. They jumped up.
0: Okay. No, it's really exciting for, for hip hop to be uh, merged with a big band. Right. Yeah. There, there's something that European audiences have a remarkable way of showing the most authentic interest and support for American music.
1: They love it. <laughs> yeah. They love it, especially love
0: contemporary urban mm-hmm. pop music. True. It's tricky. Sometimes sure. it looks like gentrification in the music scene, but sometimes it looks like really what's possible in the world. How do you keep authenticity in your process?
1: When I write music, I try to go, you know, really deep. And I'm talking about the beats right now because, you know, mm-hmm. like, I'm not good at like, writing lyrics. This all their work, you know, and, okay. and, and melodies. I, I was just thinking about when I compose, I really try to, you know, dig deep. And you know, whatever you've been listening to, and it was maybe, it was from hip-hop, my mom, you know, Made sure I got to hear classical music as well, yeah. so I guess it's all different kinds of influences that come together. If I don't think too much, if I think, interesting stuff is coming out as well. So you know, I don't even. There's no technical. So it's about, a balance. A it's balance, a balance, I guess. Yeah. Thinking and being thoughtful,
0: mm. but not overthinking. And if it's
1: real of, and if it if if it has something honest, like honest that comes out of you, yeah, it's at the essence. Okay, so
0: repeat after me because I do believe that Brooklyn invented this term. Keep it real.
1: Real, so right? we just keep yeah, it yeah, real, yeah,
0: and everybody good. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: but this uh, <laughs> <but> is <this laughs> the thing about talking, about know, being on stage, and like, and, you know, some artists say like you're on stage and you show you know the songs that you wrote. I mean, even more intense if you if you do the lyrics and everything. And you know, only like people recognize if it's real or, or somebody yeah, else just rec- sold, sold it, you know, or you bought it from True. some. Mm-hmm. Bought it from
0: someone. Finish the statement, or oh, two statements. Austria is, and then Brooklyn is, and then tell me, finish both of those. So Austria is home. Home.
1: Brooklyn is home too, yeah, I Brooklyn guess. Brooklyn is home too? <laughs> 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 That's the good thing.
0: You feel at home here? Definitely. What's, what's the number one thing in Brooklyn that makes you feel at home?
1: I like my rooftop and my own apartment. <laughs> Let me tell you something.
0: <laughs> if you got a rooftop in Brooklyn and it's not by accident, <laughs> I'm glad you feel at home. <laughs> Be vampire with the brand new juicer in the world, dude. To, Tools that's to, to like you, you, unicef, but to direct. I take turns like pseudonyms. I prefer one out, googling, googling. I got the Mickey D's five, I feed my ball. eagle cuts. And through the eye of the needle. In featuring Jonathan Horde. Jonathan, we're gonna uh, dig in a little bit on 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 you. You're from Ohio. You live here in Brooklyn now. You are the epitome of the journey of what being a musician is. How like you can have a Grammy, which you do have. For his contribution to a song by Chance the Rapper, who's also phenomenal, I'm so sad that he wasn't born in Brooklyn. <laughs> um, and still, all of us, you know, figure out how we gonna pay that rent and what we are gonna eat for that day and how we gonna get on a train or the, all this stuff. I walked Yeah, he walked here today. <laughs> You've achieved this and you are obviously talented and then you still gotta fight and struggle and figure out what's next. Um, tell us really quickly, uh, how do you balance that? How do you find balance with that? And and making a living as an artist, jumping around from open mic to open mic. What is this like for you?
2: Two things, real quick. Yeah. Me and Baritone wrote on that. No, so, so Baritone, got Baritone to... and I, we went to the Grammys together. Uh... We didn't travel together, but we were there together. So like the, I don't know, I want to get too emotional real quick, so I'll make it really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, getting here, you know, you, you go to the jams, you pray that somebody lets you sing, you know, you pray that it's not too late. You pray that someone's in the audience that has a gig for you, that they can see you on. And I, I came here after like a few years after school in Boston, and so, so I waited, and I, I felt like that was a way of me honing in on what I wanted, and I traveled to New York on and off. And so by the time I got here, I made some connections from the jams that I'd gone to. So when I moved here, it was not so much easier, but it was easier than just getting here and like trying to catch the F-train, not know where I'm going. And so that's one thing. Uh, as far as like, you know, now, I think for me, to clarify, we don't have a trophy. We yeah. lost the award for the trophy. When you hear best blank song, that's the songwriter's award and you have less blank performance, that's the performer's award. Okay. So he won for the, performance. For the t- yeah, we, won, we lost <laughs> the hotline bling. Drake wasn't even there. We have two certificates, and you still have to like apply for those certificates, you still have to pay for those certificates. Wow. Yeah, girl, you gotta pay for the trophy, too. Oh, Hold on my school. Hold on the story. But um, okay. being at this place now, when I'm, I'm wrapping up the residency, on Tuesdays, and like what I gave, I wanted to make sure that the residency was focused on giving back to people.
0: Yes, it's called the Tuesday Night Mass. Yes, yeah,
2: so on Tuesday Mass, and I just wanted to make sure I gave back to people, because like that's what I find is the biggest thing here, you know? Yeah. Like I was but able as to go. musicians
0: who are jumping and in, in playing and contributing, to hear you say the goal is to give back to people, which is beautiful, and I think that that resonates with kind of mm-hmm. what we're hearing you say here. How do you make sure you have something to give? What, few, what fills you?
2: And that's what's scary. Mm. That's why I was like, I don't want to get question. too emotional.
0: Okay, no, Because well.
2: It's really weird. This is very thug beautiful. Thug this is Brooklyn. You yeah, can do some thug this tears. Yeah, thug tears. <laughs> It's a very interesting, you know, that song, Turns, it was, it was written when I was my most poor, when I was my most, like, I'm about to leave the city. Yes. And then last year, you know, we'll start out this year. I'm performing it in Austria. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With JR. So yeah. I'm like, I'm lit. Yeah. And so I'm, like, I'm not leaving New York. Right. But you come back and you get into these meetings, and you're like, sure. so I want to, you know, be signed as a publisher. And they're like, but okay. how many blah blah blahs have you written? And no offense to the white people who are watching or in this audience, but it's annoying. I literally know about three people who are not of color, who have nothing, yes. who aren't the face of any scene, any, yeah. not gospel. Not even a living room but their parents know such oh, and such or their money has enough money to promote so and so nice. they get these opportunities right. and so when I go into these rooms recently it has been a mind I don't want to use that got word, you. but y'all know what it is it's got been a, it's it''s it's it's a lot of mental Resilience. Yes. You got to be resilient, and like I can't like curse anybody out because the thing about these meetings is that somebody is probably still gonna watch what you do.
0: Absolutely. They're gonna watch
2: where you go. They're gonna watch what you release. So you can't get on, get. Uh, what is that? Discourage. So that's where I am now, and I'm focusing all of my energy, even my friendships. On people that want to be around me.
0: Amen. Um, and I think it's okay for white people to get their feelings hurt sometimes. The ones who need to shift, the people in the world who are holding certain cards that, you know, they may not necessarily need to be holding so that we can have a more balance. Because at the global level, we all fight for these things when, yeah. it, when it affects us, but we sometimes don't realize that we do things that affect other people too.
2: Can I interject this as he comes up?
0: Yeah. JR,
2: really we on the stage, that was in January, y'all know Austria was facing a very awful presidential candidate. And that person didn't win, thank God. And um, we have who we have here. And so JR made the uh, that connection between the two. And You know, it was a very profound moment at that stage on Poor Game Vest, because it's like, although we're literally two different countries, two different skin colors, two different languages, we were both, as countries, afraid of an evil person, yeah. or a person with right. evil intent, yeah. getting in office, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> we have j Horde, we have the beautiful baritone and powerful baritone Mackenzie, and we have the OG John Robinson. And this is <laughs> Stefan Condert, SK of SK Invitational with all of these wonderful musicians, some of whom have traveled a long way to be here and to kind of get right what our countries have not been getting right. For those of you who weren't quite sure if Austria could hang with BK, looks like SK Invitational wants to invite you to think again thank you guys so much for joining us we look forward to hearing what will inspire you and who you're going to work with next special shout out to all of the new york and brooklyn-based artists who have already joined you for the journey and if you can't make it overseas just yet i can't wait to hear more sk and b-side that is you can check out this and past episodes on brick tv's youtube channel using the hashtag BSideBK. bk You can also listen to B-Side Podcast on our SoundCloud station at soundcloud.com slash B-Side Podcast. I am your host, Queen God Is, and the weather is finally warming up. But the truth is, when it comes to music and inspiration, Brooklyn always got that heat. Yes, we love y'all. Till next
1: time.
0: The B Side podcast is produced by Charlie Hoxie, Keisha Cole, Ro Johnson, and Sasha Matthias Recorded by Onel Mulette and edited by Emily Bagozzi. For more information on B Side and all Brick Radio podcasts, visit brickartsmedia.org/radio.